Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stobar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode 48. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them, and I am stoked to have you join me. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded, and I pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. This episode, friends, we're going to be looking at managing your expectations around getting active. See, when we start to get active or we're getting back into being active, it can be really easy to place these expectations on what you're going to be doing for yourself. And I get it. Like, it's super exciting. You're like, yes, I've got this idea. I'm going to start this thing. I can't wait. I want to do it all. And that initial motivation can prompt us to kind of set some targets for ourselves that are not necessarily sustainable. And ultimately become really disheartening when we can't meet the expectations that we've put on ourselves. We can't always do the things for whatever reason. Now, the reason that I want to talk about this today is because it's something that people come to me for training with so often. It's like, I used to do this. I used to run. I used to train. I've had a break. I want to get back into it, which is amazing. And so great. And there is nothing wrong with that. It can be really hard to get going against again after you've had a break. I totally get that. <laughs> it is not easy, especially once your routine changes and things that you used to be able to do, you suddenly aren't so easy to do. You aren't so motivated. And it's hard, especially when you've trained in the past and you know what you have been able to do. And you want to get back to doing that. And you're expecting yourself to be able to just go and do that. But it doesn't always work like that. So I have folks coming to me saying, you know, I, I want to get back into it. I just don't know where to get started. I've tried. Like, I, I feel like I need direction. I, I just can't seem to get a good routine going on. And adding that training back into your routine is definitely the most challenging part. Or if you are new to getting active, just adding it in general, especially if it's something you haven't done before and you don't quite know how to fit it into your day, that is quite a challenging task and it does take time. And there is a certain amount of forethought and commitment that has to go to that. It's, it's a great thing to have the idea. It's like, yes, I want to get back into it. Majestic, you know, I'm going to do these things. It's, it's like, okay, perfect. That is definitely how you get started. But there comes that point where you actually have to do the thing. <laughs> and that is where it gets hard. That is where the, I, I know I've had this, there's that voice in your head. It's like, oh, but you're feeling a bit tired. Or oh, maybe you don't have time. Maybe just do this thing instead. And we'll do it tomorrow. And that voice makes things really challenging, especially when we've got another voice. It's like, no, we're going to do this thing every day. Or we're going to do these things and this is how it's going to be. So you've got the kind of these two conflicting voices and it makes things really hard. And it takes more than just that motivation because it does when you're getting active and when you're really trying to make those change, it becomes more about creating that structure and then having the discipline to follow it. 
because it takes a little while to form a habit. And for those initial few weeks, like three to four weeks is really when we start forming that new habit. Over that period, it really takes a very conscious effort to choose to do the thing. And it's the hardest part because you're also in this other routine or other habits that you used to have. So you're trying to break old habits and start new habits. So it can be really challenging. And where you used to be may not be where you are now. And that is also something that can be quite disheartening if you've trained in the past and you're coming back into training and realizing it's like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that I've changed so much from when I used to do these things. And they all kind of come together in in this little kind of snowball over the initial three to four weeks when you're first starting to try and get active. And it definitely can be like a make or break point because I know so many folks who start, but they just end up giving up because it feels too hard. They don't feel like they're going to get it. They can't do what they used to do. And I totally get that. And it's happened to me multiple times, particularly when I've injured myself, uh, not training, through sports. Oh. <laughs> and the mo- most recently this happened to me, uh, about a year and a half ago, I tore my adductor, which is the muscle up the inside of your upper leg, kind of near your groin. It's a muscle that you use to pull your leg inwards and keep your legs closed together. And I tore that muscle at uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu training. And prior to that, every day I would hop on my rowing machine and row for at least half an hour to 40 minutes. And I did this every day. It was like my one thing. And I just rode and rode and rode and rode. It was kind of like my jam there for a while. I spent a good maybe eight months having that as one of my daily activities. And then I tore my adductor and I had to spend all up six months pretty much doing minimal movement because I'd I'd done a pretty aggressive tear and (laughs) with the healing process being, it was probably eight to 12 weeks to heal. And then it was rehabbing for another eight to 12 weeks after that. So there was a big chunk of time where I just went from doing this thing every day. I went from doing like a whole bunch of training every week to being able to do maybe one or two hours of training a week. So it threw everything off. And when I tried to get back into it, some of the stuff like my kettlebell training, because I've been doing that for, for forever and I just I found that much easier to get back into, but I wanted to get back into rowing on my rowing machine. And I have yet to be able to get back into that routine. <laughs> but that's okay. Because the thing is, When you're doing the thing at that time, it suits your lifestyle, but then life happens and all these other things can kind of come in and influence that. So our routine gets stopped. And when we do try to go back to it, it may not suit our lifestyle anymore. And that's okay. You don't have to go back to that one thing that you were doing if it doesn't suit you anymore. But because you're familiar with it, I get how that can be a really easy thing to want to do. It's like, well, this is what I'm familiar with. This is what I know. This is how I used to train. And you may have enjoyed it. And that's always a huge contributing factor there. Or maybe you're just getting started and you're like, I really want to do this. It looks really interesting, but it's just hard getting started and building that routine or building back that routine. For myself, I didn't go back to rowing every day. It wasn't my jam anymore. Plus, 
I increased my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu training and there was other things that were happening there. So trying to force myself back into a routine that no longer suited my lifestyle was really challenging for a while. And I would get down on myself and really disappointed. It's like, oh, I didn't do that. I didn't do that today. I'd do it like maybe every second day, every third day I'd get a rowing session in. But that voice in my head that was kind of putting me down and being like, well, you said you would do this just made me feel even shitter about not doing it. And I was like, well, if I just take it out of my routine, then I'm not going to feel bad at myself for not doing the thing that I'm expecting myself to do and expecting myself to jump straight back in to doing it every day. And it just, it just didn't happen. It wasn't going to happen. And I was actually trying to force myself to do this thing, which is totally the wrong reasons to try and fit anything into a routine. (laughs) Never, never try and force yourself to do something because you expect yourself to do it. That will not work. It does not last. It's not sustainable. And it just doesn't, it doesn't feel good emotionally. And this is a tough lesson I learned. And I'm at a point now where I've been like, okay, I don't have to do that every day. And it's just like, oh my gosh, that is such a relief to hear myself tell myself that. (laughs) It's okay. But there is stuff that I do that helps me feel good. I get the cardio in that I enjoy doing with my rower, with my airdyne. It's like an exercise bike with handles that you move as well as your feet. It's great. (laughs) But I found other ways to fit it in that do feel rewarding, that do feel good to me, that doesn't lead to me not doing it because it's not a sustainable goal and leave me feeling like I'm failing. And that ultimately was why I did change and try a different thing. Because it does not feel nice to be shaming yourself for the things that you're trying to do with good intentions, but ultimately just isn't helpful for you. Now, the best way to assess these goals, because I know when you're getting getting active, or when you're getting back into training, you're super pumped and you just want to do it all. And that's great. As I said, you need that to start. That's definitely a really important part of starting getting active. But even though there's that excitement, it's really, really important to take a moment and look at what you're wanting to do. And it may be something that you used to do, or it may be something completely new that you've looked at and found and thought, wow, this looks great. I want to try it out. And one of the first things to do is to check in with yourself and ask yourself why you want to do this. Now, I did an episode uh, a couple of weeks ago now, episode number 45, where I talked about asking yourself why you're doing the things you're doing, asking yourself why you're doing training, asking yourself why you are wanting to train the way you want to train, but not just asking yourself why and coming up with a superficial answer, really looking deep down inside and really exploring and understanding why you're making these choices, because that long-term makes training sustainable. If you haven't heard that episode, you can check it out on Spotify. You can check it out on our website. You can check it out pretty much anywhere that you can listen to a podcast, probably where you're listening to this one. (laughs) I'll also link to it in the show notes, which you can find at the website as well. But have a listen there because in that episode, I really break down understanding why you're making the decisions you're making because excitement and motivation is the starting point. But then understanding why you want to do the things you're going to do, they are what keeps it going. Now, once you have that understanding, once you've taken that moment and really reflected on why you're doing the things you're doing, 
looking at what you're expecting from yourself and what you're able to do is really important. Asking yourself, is this actually realistic? If you were to say, I'm so pumped to get back into this, I'm going to run every day and I'm going to do body weight or weight training three days a week and over seven days you're doing 11 training sessions, I would I'd really ask yourself that question, like, is this realistic? What is actually sustainable? Even one training session every day of the week and doing seven training sessions a week, that's a lot to start with, especially. And being realistic about that expectation is going to set you up to either be able to sustain what you're doing longer term or lead you to kind of being off and on and really struggling and trying to fit it in, but then feeling bad when you don't. And that's that kind of shame cycle that happens. And I, I know it happens and it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but we can, we can avoid that when we manage that expectation that we have on what we can actually achieve, what's sustainable and what's realistic and looking at how we can actually fit things realistically into our lives because life happens. <laughs> it gets in the way. And you may spend like a week where you get everything done and it's just like, yes, I'm doing this. Look at last week. I got it all done. I'm going to do that this week. But then this week comes around and you get a few days where you don't sleep well and then you're really flat and low on energy. And then you have a lot of work to do or you have small humans to look after and all of a sudden it's snowballing and it's the end of the week and you've gotten one training session in when you expected yourself to get five and sometimes that's not going to work. So be realistic that when you're planning to do what you're going to do, that it's something that you can do whether it's a good week or a bad week because we can't base our choices on how we're going to do these things and expectations we have on ourselves only on how it would look in a good week. We have to do it on how it would look in a bad week and what is going to be sustainable then because guaranteed friend life is going to happen. Things aren't going to go your way every week. Things aren't going to go your way every day. You probably know this. <laughs> so managing what you can expect from yourself when you're starting to get active and how you're going to achieve what you want to achieve when you start getting active is hugely important because it is going to influence long-term whether or not it becomes a sustainable practice for you, whether it becomes something that you can feel good about because you know that it's achievable or you just dread doing it because you're like, oh, this is just another thing I have to fit into my day and I just don't feel like I have time because... That is one of the biggest challenges that I hear from so many folks who come from your training. It's like, I just don't have time. And often that kind of feeling of not having time and that overwhelm comes because we're expecting ourselves to do so much. And this isn't just even with training. This is just in life in general. I think we put these expectations on ourselves to be able to do things and we've always got to be doing things. I blame capitalism <laughs> because it's all about doing things and being productive. I'm quoting fingers here, being productive because if you're not, then what's, what's the view of you? Oh, you're lazy or you're not you're not good enough, you're not working hard enough. It's like, it's, it's not true. But this system forces us to think that we constantly have to be doing everything as much as we can. We've always got to be productive. But that's not true. And we 
end up putting all these expectations on ourselves that we can't fulfill. And then it just leads to that cycle of shame and we're not good enough and we're not succeeding and then overwhelm and stress and anxiety. And it's a really nasty cycle that we can get caught in there. And trying to add training or getting active on top of, of a life that you feel is already quite busy and maybe you don't have time just makes it harder. And you're not going to want to do it. And I totally get that because when you're under the pump all day and you're feeling just pressure to get all this stuff done and you're trying to fit another thing in there, it's like trying to cram one more thing into a bag that's already full, right? Like things are going to start falling out and <laughs> the bag's going to bust and then then it's all just, it's a mess and it becomes too much. So you can manage the expectation you have yourself and it's hard because there's that voice I know I've got the voice in my head it's like well you should just be doing this why aren't you doing this it's not a very friendly voice <laughs> but it's the voice that's always like well you just haven't done enough I this is what I expected myself to be able to do I haven't done it therefore I'm failing and we need to manage ourselves to be able to feel good about what we're doing, to actually be achieving the things that we want to achieve. And when you do decide to get active before you start doing anything, before you start getting active, taking that moment at looking at what you have planned for yourself, see what you're wanting to do and see if it is achievable now, seeing if it is achievable long term. Because you may be able to sustain it for a month, but that's not going to help you out if three months down the track, you're, you're feeling really overwhelmed. So this is something I tell every person who comes to train with me. Start small. There's nothing wrong with building things up over time. It's how I start so many programs for my crew. They don't just get put straight into something really huge with lots of stuff to do and lots of exercises and... No. <laughs> and back in episode 35, I had a chat with Zay, FMC's very own mindset coach. <laughs> I had a chat with them about habits and how to create new habits. And it all started around starting with a small activity. So it's not jumping straight into the deep end. It's not doing lots of things all straight away. It's those really small steps that over time you can build up that lead long term to be able to do something sustainable and then slowly building on that. Honestly, it has been one of the best ways that I've found for myself and for the crew that I train to help them keep doing the things they want to do sustainably because you don't have to be all in from the start. You don't have to be doing training every day of the week. Seriously, I often recommend to my crew, you know, start with anywhere between one day a week and three days a week doesn't matter but somewhere around that you know start small it doesn't have to be straight into three days a week you could just start with one day a week that's perfect because sometimes when you got a lot of stuff happening one day a week is all you can manage and that is fine if it is a training session just pace yourself start slow it doesn't matter what you're doing just do something and manage those expectations don't think well I'm going to do this one thing but I've got to smash it no <laughs> because you may find you start the thing and then you're not able to achieve that goal you set for yourself. Maybe you can't do as much work as you thought you were going to be able to do. Uh, I know a big one is people getting back into running. So many folks are like, I used to run. 
we had this conversation with Zay not too long ago. Zay used to run a lot, up to like 20, just tw casual 20Ks. <laughs> I've never been able to run just a casual 20Ks. But for them, running was, you know, something they used to do and they used to do a lot. It was their uh, activity of choice. But over the last couple of years, as we've been building our business and we've had to work a lot and our lifestyles have uh, settled into a routine of really focusing on that, they stopped running and they occasionally go for runs now, but they're always smaller runs. And I had this conversation because they would go out and just do like 5K, but they wouldn't run regularly and wonder why they'd end up, you know, a bit stiff, a bit sore in the legs and stuff like that. It's like, you've got to start smaller. And this is a conversation I have, not just with Zay, but with so many folks who have this idea. It's like, well, I used to be able to do this, so I'm just going to go out and do, you know, it's not as much. I'm not doing 20Ks, I'm just doing 5Ks, you know. Yes, that is a huge drop. However, if you haven't been consistently running, then 5Ks from not really consistently running at all, that's huge. <laughs> so being mindful of that. And I use this as, as an example, as I said, because so many folks used to run or uh, want to start running. And for the folks who come and do my running training program that I have with them, it always starts slow. Start with one or two Ks. You don't have to be doing huge amounts. And don't just go out for a run and just push yourself to run the whole time. It's like intervals, really short intervals. You know, you run or jog for a little bit and then you walk and you alternate between those two and you make that distance. And that's how it's done. You start small, you start slow, and you can actually finish your activity feeling good. You don't feel smashed. You don't feel horrible. You don't feel like you couldn't achieve it or it was really hard. Working within your limits and taking those things slowly with small steps and managing what you can expect from yourself to make it achievable. Even if when you're thinking about it, you're like, oh my gosh, that feels like nothing. Guarantee, friend. <laughs> when something, even if you're doing a, uh, like a plan and it's like, this doesn't really feel like much, try it out first before you actually decide to ramp anything up. Because it may be that just because it looks like it's not much, when it actually comes to doing the thing, it's much more challenging than what you thought it was going to be. And this is why we we have to manage our expectations there because I think sometimes it's like that expectation versus reality and sometimes they're just a little bit off and that's okay. But you can always add more to a training session, but if you do too much, you can't take that away. <laughs> I've learned that the hard way. So... Start small and build up because that way it's going to be sustainable. You're not going to hurt yourself because the most common causes of injuries in training is people doing too much too fast, training too often and overtraining and not having enough time to recover so they get injured. So these are both very avoidable when we approach movement in a way that is sustainable and not trying to fulfill an expectation that maybe is a little too far above where we currently are right now. Now, if running isn't your jam and you wanted to try out a body weight training session or weight-based training sessions that you maybe want to get into or start all over again, then as I've mentioned, you don't need to train every day. I have 
so many of my crew when they start if they have not been doing any training at all which is a lot of my a lot of the folks who come and train with us they maybe haven't trained before it's been a very long time things start so slow it's a small handful of exercises They've got a program that they follow along between one and three days a week. Most people do one or two sessions a week, which is perfect, especially when you're getting started. But it starts small. It starts slow. The sessions aren't long. They're short. And it's more about just moving and feeling what it's like to move than going straight for (laughs) smashing everything out. Now, when you train take it slow regardless of what it is you don't have to be working the whole training session this is a lie that the fitness industry pushes out that you have to work the whole time it's like if you're doing a training session you can't stop and rest you've got to just work push 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 get in as much as you can and it's just not true resting during your session is just as important as resting during the days between your sessions You don't have to go all in at once. You can start slowly. I do not do any training sessions. I don't write them for my crew. I don't write them for myself where it's all out because it's it's not sustainable. And unless you're really focusing on something very targeted or you're some sort of uh, competitive elite athlete where it requires like high levels of explosive power, muscle endurance and stuff like that. You don't need to train like that. I mean, some people just enjoy training like that, all the power to them, but they have taken a long time to get there if they're doing it properly. So start slow with any training program you're doing. If it's getting back into running, if it's body weights, if it's weightlifting, and if you have a trainer who's telling you to just push it and go, go as heavy as you can and you're only just starting, that is not the right person to be training with, friend. That is dangerous and that is going to lead you to getting injured. So be really mindful of that. Take your time when you're training. There's no rush to get it done. There's no time frame. I mean, be realistic. Don't do like one thing and then give it yourself a 10-minute break. That might be taking it a little bit far. <laughs> but rest as much as you need. Usually I suggest to my crew, rest as much as you need so that you've caught your breath again. Regardless of what you're doing. Once you've caught your breath again, you're right to go again. And your, your heart rate can still be a little bit elevated, but so long as you can form a complete sentence without getting puffed, even if your heart rate's still a little bit elevated, then you're ready to go again. And just keep it at that. Keep it that sustainable pace. You don't need to be totally hammered at the end of your session for it to be a constructive session for you. And this is an unrealistic expectation that the fitness industry pushes onto people that you should just be able to come in to start training and be able to go all out and sustain that. Untrue. It's not fun. And long term, it's not good for you. <laughs> so manage that expectation of thinking you have to go all out because you don't. Keep your training sessions to an average of about 70% of your maximum effort across all sessions. So that would look like, say, if you want to do a running session or some sort of uh, weight training, set your training out in a format that's either if you're doing like one or two days a week, you could do like a light day and then a moderately intense day. So like a medium effort day. If you're doing three days a week, you could do a light day, you could do a medium day and you can do one heavy day a week. And over time, like over the week, 
that averages out to 70% effort. 70% effort is the golden number. <laughs> so you don't need to go all out every session because it's unsustainable. There's going to come a point where you just can't go all out anymore. There's only so much effort our bodies can produce and then it can't. And then what? Then, <laughs> then you're all out. It gets a little bit messed up because it's like, that's it. So keep it chill. Keep it that 70% effort. If it, you're just doing one training session a week to start with, you can do one training session a week where you go light. The next week you can do a moderate sort of intensity session. And you can do one week where you're going and challenge yourself. Never go all out. When I say a hard session, I'm meaning doing like 80 to 90% of what your maximum effort would be. It's never 100% effort. So don't think you've got to just obliterate yourself because that will be a very short session. <laughs> because... Maximum effort in a lot of things means you're not going to be able to get too much done. So really be mindful of that. You, there's there's no rule to say that you have to be, you know, doing whatever the fitness industry, industry is telling you to do for it to be the most effective way to train because they sell the one way of training. They sell a certain style of training and it's it's got so much toxic stereotyping yuckiness that goes with it that we don't need to listen to that <laughs> so feel good about that taking it easy taking it taking your time because it's all about moving well it doesn't matter how many repetitions you can do of something if every repetition you're doing is not one that's actually good for your body volume is not effective unless the volume and the movements you're doing are done well and done safely so that's what it's all about <laughs> just taking your time doing what feels good for you and your 70 percent effort or, or any of these efforts say if you do like a session where you're doing what feels like about 50 percent effort or 70 percent effort that'll change over the session as you get tired so uh, rate of perceived exertion, which is what I'm talking about here with the 70% effort, the 50% effort, this rate of perceived exertion is a really great way of gauging the intensity of your session because you, you can feel what your body's doing, but it means that as you fatigue, you can manage that intensity. So as you get more tired, that 70% intensity, it's going to drop. But that's okay because that's sustainable because it's 70% of your current rate of perceived exertion. So always remember that just because you can do something at the start of a session doesn't mean at the end of the session you should be able to do it again because getting tired through that period is going to change that. So you can expect any session you're doing that by the end, you're not going to be able to do the same thing that you could at the start when you're fresh. So being really mindful of that is super important and don't think that what you can do at the start is how you should be doing it at the end because fatigue influences so much of how your body functions and that is okay it's normal it's what happens when you move your body and you get tired so that is okay don't don't expect yourself to be able to do do something and have it stay at this like one particular level it's going to drop now even if you start doing one small thing a week, you are winning. Getting moving doesn't have to be a huge activity. It doesn't have to be a big structured training program. So many folks who come and train with us, I just get them started if they're having a bit of trouble fitting it into uh, training into their day. We have a warm up that we do before every training session. It takes about 10 minutes. 
that is a great place to start. And so often with the crew, I'm like, just start with the warm up. You get that warm up done, high five yourself, friend. You have rocked it. That is perfect. You don't have to do more than that. So even if it's just 10 minutes of a thing, you are doing so good. The most important thing is that you manage what you can realistically do at that point in time when you're going to do your session versus what you expect yourself to do and what you think you, quote your fingers, should be able to do. So be compassionate with yourself. Be gentle with yourself. It's okay if you're having an off day and you just do one thing for 10 minutes. That is perfect. And even if it's that's just that one thing you do for the week, that's one thing you've done for the week. Like tick that box. You've just achieved your goal. Well done. <laughs> so, so many folks give up on getting active because it does become really overwhelming trying to fit too much into their current routine. And just because you expect yourself to be able to do something does not mean that you're going to be able to do it. That is okay. <laughs> but expecting yourself to do something and then getting down on yourself when you don't or giving up on something that you could long-term have had a lot of enjoyment from just because initially you you may have expected yourself to do a little more than what you're able to at that time. So don't give up. Don't give up. Just, just ease things back. Just take it a little bit slower. You know, do one thing. Expect to miss some sessions. Oh, I did just say that. <laughs> It's okay. Expect life to get in the way sometimes. You're going to have good days and bad days. You're going to have good weeks and bad weeks. But it's all about being consistent in doing the things that you can, when you can, regardless of whether you always get it right. That's what's sustainable, which is why the little things are important. Little things over time build up to a big thing. One big thing done a couple times does not lead up to a big thing over time. <laughs> so really start small, form those, those little steps and feel really great about that. Don't expect yourself to be able to just jump straight in. Don't expect that you're going to be able to do lots of things straight away and that is 100% okay. It's totally okay. Start slow because it's all about the long game. When it comes to getting moving, when it comes to being active, it's not about the short term, what you can do, though there will be short term achievements along the way. You got to look at what's the bigger picture, what's the bigger goal you're working towards, because that's going to be, it's never linear, it's going to be all up and down and all over the place before you get there. But you'll get there if you just keep slowly and steadily doing the things. Yes. <laughs> So let's have a bit of a recap here. We've looked at being realistic with yourself about what you are able to do when it comes to getting moving. Remember, manage your expectations. If you are new to moving or you are just getting back in, expect to not be either as good as what you thought you might be or where you used to be. And this was a big one for me. I know when I first started training, I had these ideas in my head of being like this fit person. I know I've shared with you before. <laughs> I thought I was all that and I was none of it. 
<laughs> and it was a rude shock for me when I realized that I was far from where I thought I was going to be and far from what I expected myself to be able to do. But it was being okay with that and then just building over time, doing the small things that has that has helped me long term. And we've looked at being understanding of the fact that you're not always going to be able to do the things that you planned. That is okay. It does not mean that you are failing. It does not. It means that, yep, life is doing the thing that life does. (laughs) And you've got other stuff that you've got to manage. That is okay. So just feel good about that, friend. Managing those expectations, being okay with starting slow, being okay with starting small. So you can find all the details from today's show in the show notes. I'll have links to the two episodes that I mentioned, episode 35 and episode 45. So you can have a listen to those if you haven't already about starting with getting uh, new habits into your daily routine. I had a great chat with Zay and episode 45, where I talk about understanding why you're making the decision to do the thing that you're doing and really digging deep and understanding that on a more conscious level level not just that superficial goal that we have like that deep down why so you can find those episodes in the show notes if you're enjoying listening to the show and you think there's someone else that you know who may benefit from this i would love it if you shared an episode that you like with them if you have any questions about this episode or would like to learn more about how we can support you you can go to our website www.fearlessmovement.co there you can send us a message you can check out what we do you can try out our training we have a free trial you can try out one of our programs (laughs) it's all there friend jump in have a look if you want to get in contact with us not through the website but through social media you can find us at facebook by going to fearless movement collective you can find us on instagram which is where we are the most by going to Non-gendered fitness at the handle non underscore gendered underscore fitness. Fearless Movement Collective at the handle fearless underscore movement underscore co. Or by checking out me, Bowie, as the dot no dot t dot nb. So until next week, friend, remember, it is okay to have training goals, but keep them simple and realistic. Take your time and be kind to yourself when you miss doing a session. Because our thoughts influence every part of our lives. So focus on the bigger picture, the long-term goal, instead of the short-term challenges. Have a rad as day, girls. Right,